When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hi, everybody. This is Adriana Trajani. I'm the host of You Are What You Read. I have the privilege of interviewing luminaries of our times about the books that shaped them from childhood until now. We get everybody from Sarah Jessica Parker to Kristen Hanna, Mitch Albom, Susie Essman, Craig Ferguson, Rain Wilson, Amor Tolls, you name it, they come, they share. New episodes of You Are What You Read drop every Tuesday on Apple, Spotify, or any major streaming platform wherever you listen to your podcasts. Tom Bernard Show with Mike Molina, who's not here yet, but he will be in 15 minutes. Andy Brad Bernard. And the Hackmaster, Rafa Vesh, MD. And Catherine Brandt, who will not be here at all. So, you know, it's one of those deals. Must be something I said. Typical. Typical. We will be right back to kick things off, Tom Bernard Show. Michael Bryant, Brad, Sean Bryant, what's the latest? Well, basically, we're trying to represent people who have been hurt then talk to them before they talk to an adjuster. Uh, one of the key points is to make sure you know what your rights are before you start talking to the insurance company and they start asking you questions or they try to settle your case early and cheap. Well, what's interesting to me is, you know, a lot of people have fear of attorneys. It makes them very uncomfortable. They get nervous about it. What should I do? I've known Michael for years and years now, and I would highly recommend you. So that should be good enough for everybody because I don't endorse people who are dirtbags. Well, I I appreciate that. Um, But I guess the key is is people think I'll charge them if I talk to them. Right. So a lot of people call me up. It's like, how much is this going to cost if you call me back? Like, you want me to call you back? How much will that cost? I don't charge people. The only way I get paid is if we recover, um, if we get money from the, the other side. And there's a lot of people I talk to that I never get paid for that are just part of giving them advice to make sure they know what they can do and what their rights are. And your record's terrific as well, we should point out. Well, it works. It's been good. It's been good, ladies and gentlemen. It's been good. And how do they contact you? uh, Either through our website, which is minnesotapersonalinjury.com, minnesotapersonalinjury.com, or at 800-770-7008. Michael Bryant, Bradshaw, and Bryant. Walzer Automotive continues to grow. They think it's because of their upfront pricing, no haggle or hassle sales experience. And working with one person from start to finish. I think we all know it's because of the loyal podcast listeners. I've said it a million times before. I won't endorse a company that I don't believe in, and Walzer's no exception. I've bought several cars from them, as has my family. I know what you're thinking. Tommy got some special deal. Well, the truth is we paid the Walzer best price just like everyone else. Walzer will sell about 35,000 cars this year, and you can't do that if your prices aren't great. Do yourself a favor. When it's time to shop for a new or used car, go to walzer.com and give them a shot. You won't be sorry. Walzer Automotive Group, walzer.com. No what? intro music. There's no intro. Oh, that's right. Molina's not here. Mm-hmm. Y- next Yadier, break. Yadier Molina. You heard about that, didn't you? Alan? No. What's it? There's a catcher named Yadier Molina <laughs> in the major leagues. Got hit right in the nuts with a 102-mile-an-hour fastball. Had to have surgery out for a month. Holy cow. Molina takes one in the store. What well, do you think of that act? Well, I would think that he didn't have the, the cup on. Yeah, really. Well, that's what I was wondering. Why wouldn't he wearing a cup if you're going to be a you catcher? Know, I, I can understand some of the infielders, outfielders, they may not, may not wear a cup because the risk of being hurt like that is so small. Yeah. But when you're a catcher and you're taking man. I just well, can't imagine. I saw a video of an umpire on, I think it was on America's Funny Stone Videos on Sunday. Little League Baseball, kid takes a cut, hits the umpire right in the seeds. Oh, God, it looked like it hurt. <laughs> Did not look comfortable. Let me just point that out. Oh, I know. God, that's terrible. Let me just say this about that. <laughs> John Oliver publicly and gleefully spent uh, like a drunken sailor at Russell Crowe's very successful divorce auction to the tune of almost $80,000 on items that included a used leather jock strap, 
but Crow just dropped the mic on the late night mm-hmm. host, reports The Guardian. After musing earlier this month about finding something special to do with the money, Crow has apparently found his cause, the John Oliver Koala Chlamydia Award at Australia Zoo's Wildlife Hospital. <laughs> yeah, there you go. So you're poking Russell Crowe in the ribs, are you? Well, you just <laughs> got poked back there, John Oliver Chlamydia Clinic. Yeah, the I think like almost every koala has chlamydia. Really? Yep. I wonder why that is. That's a good it's, question. It is what it is, huh? I think it's it's introduced by being around animals and people and stuff like that. And it's been you know, they're bad sick when they get it. They, they can they that's one of the reasons why the koala bear population has has shrunk so much right. in the past uh, what forty years, fifty years. There you have it. So the John Koala Chlamydia Award at the Australia Zoo's Wildlife Hospital. The actor tweeted a video in which Terry Irwin and her children Bindi and Robert announced Oliver's new honor, complete with a plaque. For his part, Oliver delightedly seems to think he's now reached the pinnacle, notes people. Well played, Russell Clowe. Well played indeed. That may honestly be the greatest thing I've ever seen, said Oliver, as he pretended to clean out his desk on the set of Last Week Tonight. What I'm essentially saying here is we've accomplished everything we set out to do on this show, which means thanks very much, everyone. But we are effing done here. That's right. Let's shut it down. The show is over. Um, I've never seen an episode of that show. Me either. Nor have I. Nor have, do I ever plan on watching. What? Why do we have to hire nothing but Brits and South Africans now know, to host weird. our talk shows? Because we don't like Americans anymore. We just don't like white male Americans at all anymore, do we? No. No. So, but that's okay. Somehow that's okay to like an entire race and gender of people. Mm-hmm. H- how is that okay? It's never okay. It's never okay to do that any time. No, but they they take joy. They take great joy in doing it. So whatever, be happy for yourself. What I don't know, here's what I don't get. Andy, my son, sitting down at the other end of the table is a 31-year-old American white male. He had nothing to do with slavery. His ancestors didn't get here until 1886 Maybe 1884, I can't remember. It was either 84 or 86. Slavery was long gone by then. Our ancestors had nothing to do with slavery. Why can you still hang the slavery banner on every white man? Well, I think the Europeans are always held culpable because they enabled it. Mm. They, are they enabled it? <laughs> they, they, that's, that's probably what's going to be the argument, well, that they, even enabled though, the, they enabled the, t- the terror. Even though my ancestors are where the word slave comes from. Yeah, that's right. Slav. Slav, yeah. Yeah. Slavic, your mom. I married a slave. I want <laughs> Catherine to know that. So there you go. But Slavic, you know, Slavic. And Andy really grew up at a time when he really was not exposed to, you know, gross racism. You know, like separate fountains, like, you know, beating right. people up, you know, chasing people down, no. exclusion from areas. Now there's still racism and there's feelings and that's going to go on for a while. It's going to quite a while before that goes away. Yeah, but he's suppose. never exposed to that either. So I, I don't know why he's held responsible for any of that. I don't either. I don't know why. I, he has no connection to it nope. whatsoever. Nope. But you can still hang the banner on him. That's I right. just don't get it. You know, they, 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 and, why, and I just don't know why. It's just the, the white Christian guys. It's Christian, too. You have to be Christian, you too. Know, I forgot about that. If you can get out from underneath that, you know, if you can say that, uh, hey, it's not me. I'm, I'm a Muslim or I'm a Buddhist or I'm a Hindu, you know, or a Jew. I guess maybe if you're Jewish, you yeah. know, maybe you get out from underneath it as well. But it's just it's the white Christian guys. Yeah. Well, Jews really, were slaves. That's why. Oh, they were? They were slaves of the, the Egyptians. Yeah. yeah, we really, really like the underdogs right and, now. Were any of the uh, nomadic, nomadic groups or uh, the, uh, other Semitic groups uh, slaves? I don't think so. I think well, everyone's been a slave well, to someone suppose, yeah, at some suppose, point yeah, in history. Someone, yeah. Somebody has always been at some well, point. Good, yeah, that's true. Hmm. Have, well, were the Persians ever slaves? I guess I guess they would have been. They were subjugated by the Mongol hordes and all that correct. sort of stuff. So they had their time of subjugation. So. Well, you know who can ask? Because uh, when Molina gets here, he's a Moor, so he would know. <laughs> you know he's as close to a Moor. He's right? actually technically not. That only uh, applies to Muslims. What from that area? The Moors. Yep. No, they invaded <laughs> Italy. <laughs> they invaded Italy. I mean, Did just, you ever see True Romance? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Sicily's been run over four or five times from a, th- a whole bunch of different people from different areas, different directions. So well, I guess he could be uh, part Moorish then. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a Moor. Come on. He's definitely a Moor. Take a gander. <laughs> Look at him. 
Take a gander. It's all you got to do. That's still one of the greatest speeches in the history of movies when uh, Dennis Hopper makes that speech to Christopher Walken. I mean, let's be honest. You're Italian, right? Well, all that means is your great, 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 great grandmother, and I can't say the rest of it. (laughs) Christopher Walken does not find it funny, I will tell you that. He he sees no humor in it whatsoever. Oh, God. I really believed for almost a year that I would never sing again. Belgian singer Moraine, real name Claudine Lopar, said in a Sunday interview describing a rebirth per the BBC. Over the weekend, the singer participated in a concert in Brussels, which was to mark the start of a comeback following vocal cord problems in 2016. But a tour planned to kick off early next year is now out of the question, just 24 hours after the aforementioned interview uh, announcing her rebirth, Moraine was found dead in her home less than 24 hours later. Uh, In Brussels, a suburb of Cherbeek, She was only 57 years old. Authorities are still investigating the cause, but they say the death is not considered suspicious. A committed artist left us, tweeted Belgian Prime Minister Charles Michel, calling Moraine an outstanding singer, an inspiring voice, an endearing personality. Canadian-Belgian singer Lara Fabian, who duetted with Moraine on the 2002 French-language hit Tu es mon autre, is that how you say that, autre, or is it just autre? Autre, A-U-T-R-E. Yeah. A-U-T-R-E. Autre. 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 Tu es mon autre. Autre. Uh, not eh. I'm going to guess that means you are autre. my autre. other. 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 Autre is other. Uh, yeah. Like autre vous. Yeah. Autre vous, that's right. Uh, tu es kiss my living. No, no. I uh, also celebrated the rare artist. She said uh, she was bigger than music, the daughter of a pianist and a music academy uh, director. Moraine began performing and singing competitions as a teen before nabbing a role in the musical Star Mania. She went on to release 10 solo albums, including 1991's Ami ou Enemy. My friend is my enemy? Yeah, I guess. Ami ou Enemy, a friend or enemy. A friend Friend or or enemy? I believe. Which went platinum in France. Oh, boy, what's that, 10 copies? (laughs) Platinum in France. Ooh. Oh, no, who means, wait. Or. Ooh, yeah, it does or. or. But ooh, so, with an accent on it means where, because accents are a thing. Accents are a big thing. Which so, is stupid. friend or enemy. Yes. <laughs> okay. Uh, she performed with Celine Dion. Moraine most recently had a role on TV talent show, Novelle Star. She leaves behind an adult daughter just 24 hours after announcing her rebirth. She's she 57. Died. That's uh, not very... Was, she was re- reborn as... A Buddhist? Because then, or Buddhist or Hindu? Because I don't know. She just said she was reborn. Claudine Lepau. Yeah, she was reborn as a Hindu. Then she's got the uh, uh, reincarnation thing going for her. See, she'll be back. Yeah, she'll be as well. So, Taking shouldn't be sad. No, we're not going to be sad. Everything will be good. Everything will be fine with Lorraine or so, Claudine Morin. We don't know what happened. She we do not. We have no idea why she died. She just stopped being alive. If it's true. As Arizona Senator John McCain gets his affairs in order, focus has moved to the 81-year-old's funeral. NBC News reports that former Presidents George W. Bush and Barack Obama have each been asked to deliver eulogies at the event at the uh, National Cathedral in Washington, D.C., while President Trump hasn't even received an invite. McCain battling uh, brain cancer. Well, you know, you can't blame McCain, actually, in this particular case. Yeah. Because he actually said about John McCain, I, I like people who weren't captured. Well, you, you know, combine the fact that, that Trump insulted him and his brain cancer. Right. And it's, yeah, it's really right. no surprise that he's kind of got an irrational thing going on with Trump. But why would you want to say about a POW, I like people who weren't captured? Don't this thing that. is making the media repeat what he says and, and thereby making him more famous. And why don't we do this, uh, President Trump? Why don't we not punish all people in New York State, Illinois, Minnesota, and California by wiping out uh, property taxes on your federal return? Why do all people in those states have to be punished by you just because they didn't vote for you? I would bet that 90% of people pay less than $10,000 in property taxes. Well, I'm sure that's true, so. but that's why he aimed it at... <clears throat> New York, Chicago, Los Angeles, and Minnesota. Those are all very, very wealthy places. And have high 
uh, property taxes and um, yeah, and salt, you know, state and local taxes. State and local taxes. Well, you so. know, the uh, states could lower their taxes. But yeah, they could. That's not going to happen. I think he might be trying to push people out of the city, which is smart. Get, yeah, uh, yeah, the is. city is yeah not going great. No, crime is going up in pretty much every big city. Farm living is the life for me. <laughs> By the way. I cannot wait to talk to Ellie Nick tomorrow. Every day he sends Catherine a picture of a coyote or a wolf or a fox. Puppies. Yes, we know, we know, Ellie, you now live at the farm. Oh, yeah, there's a lot of foxes out there. Lots of wildlife out there. Although we're driving, to, Catherine and I live seven minutes from the heart of downtown Minneapolis. And yesterday, there was a deer standing in the middle of the street, and it wouldn't move. Yeah, Dogs barking at it, whatever. <laughs> it's looking at us like, screw you. you care. <laughs> what are you going to do? Yeah, what are you going to do to me? You don't even have a gun. <laughs> look, at your, look at your car. What are you going to do to me? You're going to wreck your car. Any place where you, if you, if you live near train tracks, you are going to have wildlife, because they, they love to go up and down train tracks. But, you know, one of the reasons they go up and down the train tracks is because a lot of the trains will drop oh, spillage, uh, grain. Yeah. Yep, spillage. Mm. And there's, there's grain scattered all over. So you can see the turkeys out there and anything, oh, yeah, a lot anything of else that's going to eat that. Yeah. yeah, you're absolutely right. A lot of turkeys there. Uh, and uh, uh, Trump has not received an invite to uh, John McCain's funeral. McCain battling brain cancer has reportedly asked Vice President Mike Pence to attend in the president's place in a move that highlights the depths of the Trump-McCain feud dating to 2015 when Trump insulted McCain's years as a POW in Vietnam. Per Vanity Fair, as CNN's Jake Tapper puts it, per HuffPost, this is a real moment for the country when an American hero, somebody beloved in many, many ways, is saying, I don't want this guy at my funeral. I, I just don't know that this is a grand sweeping statement. I, I don't want anybody at my funeral. Does it mean I don't like him? I would yeah. rather, honest to God, would it be great is if I could just, when I croak, just toss me in the Mississippi, I'll float down, the fish will eat me, I'll be good. That's, that's what my dad said. He said, "He said when he died, he says, I don't want anybody looking at me. Just, no. just burn me up. Exactly. We still got his ashes. We've got to figure out what to do with him. God yeah. rest his soul. Remember I did that to a friend of mine? Uh, Tom, he asked if you would take a, a vial of his ashes and put them in the Atlantic Ocean because he loved the Atlantic Ocean so much. I found him in my sock drawer about five <laughs> years later. <laughs> like, whoops, let me get that down there this afternoon. So I actually... <laughs> I actually did go do it, but it was in my sock drawer for quite some time before I got it done. Oh. I'm not big into that funeral wedding thing. You know, it's, I know, the funeral things. My dad didn't like it, and I don't know where it came from because, you know, he, came, he grew up in a tradition where everybody, you looked at everybody, and it was this morning, and you had this interment, and you had these services, and he just said, man, I hate that. He said, I, I hate too. going to I look at too. dead people. I just, it just yep. burned me up. Well, 13 years old, what turned me off to funerals, and I went to a few of them after that, but not many. I went to my mother's funeral, but I stood in the back of the room. I didn't go view the corpse or any of that stuff. I'm not doing that. Well, yeah, I walked into a place that, and I didn't expect, I, you know, I thought it was after the viewing and everything. Mm -hmm. They had the, the coffin open in the narthex in the back of the church. Yeah. For everybody to view right before the funeral church, yeah, I go, oh, and yeah, that was a, and that was a not a, that was a bad head injury and stuff like that. Oh, it just was awful. Like right now, Oof. I have a picture of Vince Flynn in my head. It's very clear. I know what he looks like. I can still hear his voice in my head. So why do I need to look at someone's dead body? Yep. I just I've never understood that. And what changed? Oh, you know what? We'll take a break, and I'll tell you what changed me forever. Right up to this, Tom Bernard show. I'm Brad Huckle, president of North American Banking Company. Ask one of our bankers what they love about business banking. They always say the relationship with the client. Case in point, True North Oral Surgery and Implants is a longtime customer with a growing practice. Their banker, Julie Marshall, knows the ins and outs of what they do. So when they need working capital, an equipment loan, or funds for expansion, they call Julie. Are you looking for a banker you can count on? Give us a call. This is Tom. Why not bank with my banker, North American Banking Company? Uttering experience. Member FDIC, an equal housing lender. Did you know that about 60% of people over the age of 60 are starting to experience cloudy, blurry, or dim vision due to cataracts? Tom Bernard here for Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care. Whiting Clinic is best known for their fabulous LASIK results. You've heard me rave about them for years, but did you know they're also experts in cataract surgery? Yes, indeed, and I'm here to tell you about my wonderful experience having cataract surgery at Whiting Clinic. 
I'm at that age when my vision started to fade, so I called up the folks at Whiting Clinic. They helped me out right away. My cataract surgery was super easy, and thanks to the Whiting Clinic, my vision is top-notch once again. Whiting Clinic has the most advanced lens technology options, so I can see far away and up close without wearing any glasses. If you want to learn more about your options for cataract surgery or clearer vision, attend one of Whiting Clinic's cataract seminars. Call Whiting Clinic at 855-554-2020 to RSVP today. That's 855-554-2020 to learn more about your cataract surgery options at Whiting Clinic. We are back, ladies and gentlemen. Melina's not here yet because he's a stiff. He said, he's, he said the green line is late or something. Oh, yeah, because it's raining. <laughs> or somebody got, got killed on the green yeah, line. Yeah, I'm wondering if there was an incident. There were two more rapes on the on the one of the lines, is blue line, happened? green line, whatever. Yeah, I, last week there were two more rapes on the on the light What rail. are we, in India? Yeah, yeah it's, really, unbelievable. That's, it's unbelievable. Uh, yeah, that's why I don't like public transit. They it's don't. Un- yeah. Oh, well, that's that train from uh, in Denver, from the airport down to Union Station. They have armed guards on go. the train. That's Best thing. Be. Everybody's polite. The toughest guy gets on there as high as a kite. I feel completely comfortable with it. You know, well, no problems at well, all. The problem is that's expensive, and we shouldn't have to do that. But, no, we shouldn't have to. But uh, we got I, by coincidence, we got a call from a, a bus driver this morning, a school bus driver, a, a young woman drives school buses. She drives everybody from uh, grade schoolers to junior high schoolers to senior high schoolers. She said they all drop the F-bomb, tell her to go F herself constantly. They're constantly swearing, causing nothing but, and there's nothing she can do about it because the school told her don't be interrupted, you know, don't be bothering the kids. There are so many seven, eight, nine-year-olds now dropping the F-bomb at people. It's unbelievable. Why? Because there are no consequences. Yep. If when I was seven, eight, nine, ten years old and said F you to somebody on a bus or at the Dairy Queen or whatever, I'd have been smacked right in the face by, by a total stranger. It would not have been somebody from my family. Just a, a grown-up stranger would have smacked me right in the head. That's right. That's right. And then, then, then your mother would have found out about it. Then you would have smacked a bunch more in your head. <laughs> exactly. Then I would have really caught hell. Uh, we were referencing funerals and what... Uh, it turned me off at 13, and then finally, I don't know how many years later, I said, I'm, I'm just not going to funerals anymore. I don't like them. I think they're barbaric as hell. But when my Uncle Augie was killed, murdered, we get there, and his casket is about five feet long. Now, he was 6'3". And I said, what is this all about? I find out that there was no money to buy him the full-size casket. So they basically sawed his legs off at the knee and just tucked him in there with him. So they cut his legs off, basically, from the knee down, and then just stuffed him in the casket with him. And then right in the middle of the thing, as I'm looking at this, trying to picture him with his legs chopped (laughs) off, this woman, one of our cousins or something, leans over and kisses him on the lips. Hmm. Like, what the hell is wrong with you? He's dead. Um, I know. People have needs, such incredible needs when there's a loss like that. Can't but, do man, it. that's not my deal. Oh. I'm not kissing anybody on the lips once they're dead. Although, well, I had a kissing incident last night because I was people were driving me. I had one of those 13-hour days. You know, you have those days. You have something to do every minute of every hour for 13, 14, God, I hate 15 those. hours. I hate days like that. I know. I had one yesterday. So Catherine gets home. And she goes, what's wrong with you? I said, ah, blah, blah, blah. And I ran a couple of things by her. Later on that night, I go over to kiss her goodnight. I lean over, and just before I kiss her, she goes, crab ass. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, goodnight to you too, honey. Really nice. Really pleasant. Thanks for your support. <laughs> Thanks for all your support, crab ass. Oh, really? Oh, I heard that uh, the price of gas, uh, the oil's tumbled again because of this. They can't make up their mind how they want to screw human beings over. They want to screw over the people of uh, the United States of America. So I don't know where oil is a barrel right now, but it was at $70.47. But they say the price has plummeted today. So I don't know what, I don't know what a plummet would be. So they, they, can't, they couldn't agree to limit the supply so the, uh, the prices go up? Uh, I guess because the dollar got stronger. I don't know. Whatever. If any, something good happens, something bad has to happen along with it. Yeah. It's just how it is. 
A Florida mother and her two young kids died in a fiery crash Monday when their SUV hit an alligator crossing a highway. Amber Stanley, 24, was driving on Interstate 95 in South Carolina around 1 o'clock in the morning when her 2011 Kia, uh, 11 Kia Soul struck the alligator crossing northbound lanes near the Interstate 26 exit, reports USA Today. The SUV hit a tree and burst into flames. Stanley, her four-year-old son, and two-year-old daughter, all of Callahan, Florida. I have no idea where Callahan, Florida is. Uh, yeah, I have no idea where that is. It is very, very small. Callahan. Population 1,000. Where is it? Uh, northwest of Jacksonville. Oh, okay. So it's almost on the Georgia border? Yes, very close. Yep. As a result of the burns, the Orangeburg County Coroner's Office tells the state an investigation is ongoing. Yeah, they uh, the four-year-old, the two-year-old, and the 24-year-old mom, all, they all died. Because of an alligator? They hit an alligator. The alligators aren't that big. Man, it's oh, there's down there they are. Or did they swerve? Yeah. Or did like they hit it and swerved. the car jumped and, and went out of control? I mean, I mean, it's an SUV. Yeah, but gators lie pretty low to the ground. Yeah, but this is pretty low to the ground, too. It's a, it doesn't have a high center of gravity like, yeah, you the, know, the, like the, the Kia Soul. Yeah. And the, it's small, too, isn't it? Yeah, but burst into flames. Yeah, burst into flames. That's not good. No, that's Corvair hit, stuff. Hit a tree and burst into flames. Unsafe at any speed. <laughs> Thank you. That's exactly. It. Ralph. Ralph Nader. That's exactly right, ladies and gentlemen. That's exactly right. Some random facts for your Tuesday. The first school to use a letter grade system like we have today was Mount Holyoke College in Massachusetts in 1887. I didn't know. What did they use before then? Numbers? That's a good question. Or the, were there, were there, was there just a pass-fail system? Or? or maybe it was just pass-fail. That's true. Hmm. The Beatles were once in talks to star in a Lord of the Rings movie with Paul as Frodo, Ringo as Sam, George as Gandalf, and John as Gollum. They even approached Stanley Kubrick to direct, but J.R.R. Tolkien nixed the project. Yeah, that said, sounds nope. stupid as hell. I still, every time I see his name, J.R.R. Tolkien, I think of the Marilyn Monroe J.R.R. story. They met at a party, and neither one knew who the other one was. <laughs> <laughs> I love that story. Yeah, but I mean, how would she know who Tolkien is, and how would he know who she is? Yeah, well, they're just they're just separate separate worlds. Separate worlds completely. Separate worlds. So J.R.R. Tolkien said there will be no Beatles, Lord of the Rings. <laughs> well, I tell you what, this Gollum. Can you imagine all that? <laughs> it's just okay. Let's not do that. There we go. Before A B C etc., they used E S N U. E-S-N-U. Excellent, satisfactory, needs improvement, and unsatisfactory. Unsatisfactory. E-S-N-U. Yeah. So there so you go. So, so, what, so it's just they just changed the letters. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> From something that was meaningful to something that's not meaningful. Yeah. Because, well, there was also in the Midwest they used excellent, satisfactory, mediocre, insufficient, and failure. E-S-M-I-F. So, yeah, really all they did was change the letters. To something easier to remember. Hey, Melina, come here. I want you to transfer something over to your phone so you can play it on the air. Okay? Can you send that to yourself? Well, I, that, that's no difference. There's no difference between those. No, it's when I was, no when, difference. When I was in medical school, they, they had a pass-fail system. And they said, we're going to we're gonna, we're gonna change it to uh, a pa- it, was something, it was pass, just okay, and fail. And I said, and I said what are you talking about? Well, why don't you do ABC? What's what's wrong with yeah, you? Why don't we just, all, just do ABC? All it's either pass fail or not pass mm-hmm. fail. Oh, what all a right. bunch! Oh, would you also give uh, Andy? Uh, uh, you just had to call Kristen. Number. Yeah, I don't have her number. <clears throat> he just transferred. You can call her first and then transfer it over if you want to. Whatever, whatever system you want to use, it's up to you. John Hughes came up with the idea for Ferris Bueller's Day Off on February 25th, 1985, pitched and sold it on the 26th, and finished the screenplay on March 3rd. Huh. Well, that took an entire week. Yeah, a lot of work going <clears throat> oh, into that. Oh, boy, six whole days. No, I never liked that movie. It just seems... It was okay at best. It's like, just what's the point? I think, I think it sounds to me like when you... It sounds to me as if... When the story uh, created that quickly, a lot of it was ad-libbed. I think that's very and true. And not every movie that's ad-libbed mm-hmm. or has that element to it is good. 
unlike Caddyshack, which was all ad lib. Yeah, right. ad lib can go really, really poorly if they don't know what they're yeah, doing. That's what that. What's that stuff called again? That comedy where what's improv. That? Improv. Um, yeah, oh bad improv God. is literally the worst thing in the world. Good improv is amazing. Bad improv is the worst thing I've ever seen. <laughs> yeah. It is. There's no doubt about it. Perfumes were originally put near the door at apartment stores to cover the smell of the horse manure and car exhaust from the streets. Well, that makes sense. Hmm. Yep. Always thinking. Slovenia and Slovakia have such similar names that representatives from both countries meet once a month to exchange all the mail that was mistakenly sent to the wrong place. <laughs> well, you know, and they're both so important. Yeah, I've never sent anything to Slovenia or Slovakia, so it's not my fault. <laughs> they sent it to the wrong country. They sent it to the wrong country. <laughs> well, uh, about a month ago, someone flew to Jersey instead of New Jersey. Oh, yeah, that's right. So, it, was that in Ireland? I don't know. An, I think it's an island oh, off Ireland. Oh, Jersey, yeah. like the actual place? Yeah, the actual yes. place. Uh, let's see. Jersey, yeah. Off. Jersey is an island in the U.K. Yeah. In the From, U.K., okay. Mm. Well, it's a crown dependency. Oh, it is. So right. I don't really know exactly what hey, it is. You guys gonna rush out to the movie? Th- is, is, is Kristen ready to go? No. Kristen, are you gonna are you gonna rush off to a theater to watch the uh, Holyoke Wedding or whatever the hell they call it? The Holyoke Wedding. What the hell? <laughs> what are you talking wedding? about? The Royal Wedding. Yeah, there you go. That's where it <laughs> the is. The Royal Wedding. I was like, what is the Holyoke Wedding? Well, I don't know. Um, I will tell you. Um, my best friend is graduating from law school on the same day, so we are actually more interested in the wedding than her law school graduation, even though it's super important, and we are attending that, but we've decided that her law school party instead is going to be like royal wedding themed. That is so sad. I, I, I burst into tears just now. I know. Just I hearing that. Sobs. Um, but I got to tell you, I, I just want to tell you, I really don't care about the Royals. I love Meghan Markle so much. Why? I think uh, because I love that she's breaking all the rules and not wearing stupid things like pantyhose with her shoes, that she's just all bare-legged like the rest of us. I right. think that's awesome. And I know that sounds really stupid, especially to a guy, but uh, it's always so stuffy when you see a girl wearing, like, nude hose. You're like, Really? Okay, my prediction. That wedding will, that marriage will last at the most 24 months. Do you think only two years? At the most, because they're both a pain in the ass. Once they have to hook up and live together, it'll be, oh, God, what did I get myself into? <laughs> they're living together already, though. See, they already broke that rule. They're living in sin? Yes, they are. Woohoo! See what happens. The party already started, Tom. Uh, Come on. Hey, listen, I don't want to bring color into it, but once you let redheads get away with anything, get on them. (laughs) We're in a lot of trouble. (laughs) We're in a lot of trouble because my wife is a redhead, so I got major You know what? I'm a redhead in real life, too. You are? I am, yes. I don't work as a redhead, so I highlight my hair blonde, and there you go. Well, Catherine's hair isn't really red either. It's kind of strawberry blonde. Yes, that's how I was born a strawberry blonde. But yeah. every once in a while, I'll pull up a photo and people are like, you're a redhead. I'm like, yep. What? They're like, why don't you use it? I'm like, because no one wants to hire me as a redhead. I don't know why. But as a kid, that's the that's the ideal thing. Freckles and redhead as a kid is just the perfect combination for commercials. You could be that's on the true. Wendy's hamburger totally side. Totally is. Recognizable. And then kids call you Annie or they call you Peppermint Patty. That I was like always it. a fun one. I like it. <laughs> That works for me. It really works for me, as a matter of fact. I like that a lot. I'm going to call you. I'm going to call you Peppermint Patty from now on. Well, I, th- I love it. And I'm I think no. It. I think what we should call her from now on is Lucille. A Lucille Ball. Lucy. Well, I Lucy? am married to Ricky Ricardo. So. They, you yeah, you are. No, is your mm-hmm. husband Cuban though? He is not. Mm-hmm. Uh, he is Latino, but he is not Cuban. Uh, he is one of those that is from, his family's from Guatemala and Mexico and. All right, I want you to do me a favor. I I want you to talk to your your husband and tell him he has to ship me two cases of Coca-Cola Mexico per month. Okay. I love Mexican Coke. They sell it everywhere here in California. Are they starting to in Minnesota? They have for a long time. It's hard to find, but if you know where to look, they've had it for years. There is nothing better than that 7-ounce bullet Coke bottle with Mexican Coca-Cola in it. Now, don't bring that I up to Melina, though, because yeah. Melina went out to buy Mexican Coke for me one time, and a guy tried to sell him actual Mexican cocaine. Yep. Yes. 
Cocaína. 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 Yeah. Um, you can go to Costco. They sell Mexican Coke. Yes, they do. You're absolutely right. And Andy will be living right next door to Costco. Yeah. See, no, I love that. You say Mexican Coca-Cola, and Kristen refers to it as Mexican Coke. I know. <laughs> Coca-Cola of Mexico is what it's actually called. Coca-Cola of Mexico. I Real sugar. will tell you that if I have one vice in life, it is Coca-Cola. Oh, it's phenomenal. I, I love it so much. I want Coca-Cola with my popcorn at the movies. I oh, want yeah. it with my pizza. I'm not a pizza and beer girl. I'm a Coca-Cola and slice of pizza girl. Yeah, I, when could, I eat pizza, I have either Coke or Pepsi. I couldn't agree more. I didn't. I never liked Pepsi with beer. Or, I mean, excuse me, uh, pizza with beer. <laughs> Pepsi I with really beer, want to yeah. know how your Pepsi and beer yeah. tastes like. Pizza and beer, I never, I never cared for that. I always wanted, like, a Coke or a Pepsi, too. I don't know okay. what the hell's wrong with people. But I do know we'll be right back in two minutes more with Kristen Burt. Tom Bernard Show. Just like all of you, I had been hearing about my pillow and was skeptical that it was as great as everyone says. Well, I received my first my pillow and I love it. It's very comfortable, stays in that same exact position all night. Fantastic. Mike Lindell, the inventor of my pillow, has a very special offer for Tom Bernard Show listeners. My pillow is offering more than 50% off his four pack special, which includes two premium my pillows and two go anywhere pillows. If you're looking for a great night's sleep, now is the perfect time to get your first my pillow. If you already know how great the MyPillow is, why not give them to everyone you know? Call 800-516-5146, use promo code TOM, or go to MyPillow.com. But make sure you use promo code TOM. Call 800-516-5146 and use promo code TOM. That's 800-516-5146, promo code TOM. This is Tom, and I want to tell you a story about camping. A guy named Tim, his back pain, and his angry wife. You see, Tim went camping with his family, but he aggravated his recurring back problem a couple of days before when he was golfing with his buddies. His wife had to set up the campsite and do all the heavy lifting, and Tim couldn't do a whole lot with the two kids. Tim was not a happy camper. And neither was his wife. The following Monday, Tim's wife got him an appointment at Hopkins Health and Wellness Center, a DMR method clinic. Their team of physical therapists and chiropractors figured out what was really wrong with his back, quickly got him out of pain, and taught him how to keep it from coming back. And what did Tim say was the biggest benefit of finally handling his back problem? Happy wife, happy life. DMR clinics are a group of physical therapists, chiropractors, and allied medical spine specialists that can help you feel better fast. They have a 96% success rate. It's covered by insurance, and you don't need a referral. They have convenient locations in Hopkins, Woodbury, Rogers, and Blaine. For a free consultation, go to dmrmethod.com. That's dmrmethod.com. Dave Rowe knows all too well how it feels to have his home broken into yeah and see that's what the problem was because i heard him first i said hold on i said hold up wait a minute something ain't right because then i start to taste them i say and then i start to smell them so it's like a smell that tastes like i was like so i knew something was wrong i knew something special about it you know so so what did you do when you heard the intruder I ran upstairs. I had to run. And I had to do what that little girl, what's that little girl uh, in the Holocaust? She had a, uh, she with Ann Hathaway, Aunt Frank, Frank and Beverly. Ann Frank, that's a hiding bitch, ain't it? <laughs> I had to get up the stairs. So he had so much rhythm. Can we stop it. When he was walking up the stairs, he said, doom, doom. And go back again. <laughs> Kristen, did you hear that? With Ann Hathaway. She had a, uh, she was Ann Hathaway, Aunt Frank, Frank and Beverly. Ann Frank, that's a hiding bitch, ain't it? <laughs> I had to get up the stairs. So he had so much rhythm. When he was walking up the stairs, he said, doom, doom, doom. Bitch, I started to almost beatbox up in the closet. Oh, boom, boom, boom. But I couldn't do it yet because I couldn't die. I got caught tomorrow. So I'm just a little shook up. That's all that is. <laughs> I couldn't die because I got court tomorrow. That was on Good Morning America this morning, Kristen. This morning? Are you kidding me? I think it was this morning. I know it was on Good Morning America. When he goes, Anne Hathaway, Frankenberry, Anne Frank, that hiding bitch. <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, it's it's good to see that some some education's getting through. We're yes. getting a little bit of literary education through. Good. Hiding, hide, hiding, bitch, Frankenberry. <laughs> that's her name is Frankenberry. Anne Hathaway, Frankenberry, and Frank. That's that hiding. Bitch. Oh God.
Kristen, what is wrong with people? I don't know. This whole country's crazy. Were you able to hear that? I wasn't. It was kind of muddled. Oh, I did. I hear. I heard that. Just the end. Thank you. Oh God! When he said, when he said, I couldn't get killed because I I got court tomorrow. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm pretty sure he's not a judge. Let me put it that way. <laughs> I'm pretty sure he doesn't have court because he's a judge. But you know what I'm saying. Um, I just texted you the clip, Kristen. No, oh, you gotta you. watch. You gotta watch the clip. It's I will definitely fantastic. watch it. I'll watch it on the break. Now, it's not your kind of show anyway, I wouldn't think. But I have to ask you your opinion. What, what's the what's the Hollywood opinion on Roseanne? Her show is starting to go right mm. in the tank. Last week you know, it was terrible, and this week it sounds even worse. It's so interesting because I did um, pre-show coverage before it premiered, um, and I, they gave me three episodes to watch. And I was like, you know, it's actually really funny. I was it laughing. was, yeah. It was. It was. It was. Yep. And then it's almost like that they focused so much on like really sharp writing for the first few episodes. And then all of a sudden it just went out the window. And ratings, well, last week, I think it last week or the week before that it was a repeat. And it didn't do well. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's just one of those things. I'm like, I'm just wondering if Tarzan is just kind of a novelty. And it's kind of like fun a little bit to have her back yeah. but then all of a sudden she has um, an audience again that's really paying attention to her and some people are like oh yeah oh I remember this Roseanne no no this wasn't funny because right. it, just as one side doesn't like all liberal Hollywood another side doesn't like you know even conservative Hollywood and so it's almost one of those things people are like why are we giving um Roseanne, a, micro, a megaphone again. Is that true? And that a microphone. Conservative Hollywood took over that one photo mat booth uh, in the parking lot uh, over there on Hollywood and Vine? Because they could all fit in that one little. Remember the photo mat booths? They were the size oh, of I remember the photo mat. Yeah. Okay, that, that's all the room they'd need for conservative Hollywood right there. <laughs> you know, it's funny that there is like the, you know, the urban legend that there's a lot of really. Um, publicly liberal people that really did vote for Trump in yeah. Hollywood, but they just play the game. And I wouldn't doubt it, honestly. I wouldn't either. Um, because it's easier to play the game um, mm-hmm. and get jobs and not be, you know, yelled at and everything else um, than tell people that you actually voted for Trump in this town. I tell you honestly that, that tonight's up. I think it's tonight, isn't it? Roseanne's on Tuesday nights, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Right, do you know what tonight's episode's about? I don't. Uh, it's idiotic. It's completely insane. A Muslim family moves in next door, and they start planting a garden, so they bring in a bunch of, what's that stuff that blows up? They use it in bombs. A lot of different stuff. Oh, you know, that, that miracle grow. Oh, ammonium nitrate. Oh, the miracle grow fertilizer. Nitrate. Right. They bring For- in a bunch of ammonium nitrate, so she thinks they're building a bomb. And it's just, come on. So it's a very special episode of Roseanne. It was one of the Yes, very special. Now she learns that racism is wrong. Yes, she learns that racism is wrong. Now I have a question for you. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe it's where I grew up, but I have known Middle Eastern people since I was a little boy, whether they be Lebanese, then later on in life Iranians. And I mean, you go down the list. I've known, I've known, I didn't, you know, I didn't know them as Muslims. I knew them as what they were, you know, Iranian or... A lot of them called one of my favorite favorite of all time. I love this story so much. <laughs> this woman comes in. She's all happy. Oh, God. I This week I went on three dates. Not one, not two, but three dates with this Iranian doctor. Oh, my God. It was so much fun. Yeah, and he's an Iranian doctor. And so my friend looks at me and goes, Great, another Persian chiropractor. <laughs> <laughs> what a great line. But who, if Muslims, first of all, I have, uh, what, our next door neighbors, I think, Hindu. Is, that, is Hindu the big religion in India? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my next door neighbors are from India. They literally spend half the year in India and a half the year in as my next door. Well, it's, I don't really have a next door neighbor. They're down the block from me. Nicest people in the world, and Madhu, the the man, the man, that's his first name. 
Madhu came to me the first day, very friendly, very nice guy, and he said, I, you know, I don't want you to take this personally, but I'm a very private person. And I said, well, I don't want you to take this personally, but so am I. <laughs> I just, you know, I am. <laughs> so it, he's a great neighbor, really, really a good neighbor. But I didn't go, well, I might have to keep an eye on him. I wonder what he's going to try to pull off. Like, you don't... It's totally unrealistic that somebody gets miracle grow at their house and they happen to be a Muslim, so now you think they're going to blow up the world. Well, maybe it was a joke. Uh, I don't think so. Because I'm not seeing... In the descriptor, that's not what it sounded like anyway. Well, and it's a, it's a really bad stereotype. Do you know it what is, I mean? It is, yeah. It, just even with the story of like, oh, they're buying fertilizer, and you know what I mean? It's, yeah. <laughs> Well, that guy, uh, Tim uh, Timothy McVeigh, he bought a lot of uh, Miracle Grow too, and he wasn't the most. And if your neighbor, if your white neighbor did that, so you're not going to sit there and question that, or yeah, I you mean, know it's what I'm ridiculous. Saying? The whole thing. So that's it's not tonight's episode, Andy. It's maybe it's one they wrote for. What's on? What's tonight's episode? Oh, it is tonight's episode. It but is. That's yeah, okay. different. Well, I mean, it hasn't aired yet, so it's really not totally. Uh, they haven't got the descriptor out yeah. there yet. Different people have reacted differently to the teasers. I mean, I just, who, you think, first of all, if you move next door to me, I'm not going to spend any time with you anyway, so it doesn't matter. Uh, secondly, I have guns, so if you do try to start any trouble, I just shoot your ass. Nice. Yeah, I think it's very neighborly, don't it's you? So neighborly. Get off my lawn. Get off my lawn. How about that one guy they arrested? Change the subject very quickly. The one guy they arrested for drunkenly mowing his neighbor's lawn twice. He's got two operating while intoxicated tickets because he drunkenly mowed his neighbor's lawn twice. Does that mean it was like uneven? The lines weren't like I, perfect? It probably what, wasn't great. That's what I was guessing. <laughs> Missed a bunch of spots. <laughs> and his neighbor has OCD and like yes. uh, uneven lines made him go crazy. Oh, could you even imagine if you had OCD and some guys out there? And by the way, his blood alcohol was like 0.20. Mm-hmm. Wow. Point one nine, a- yeah. It's amazing that that level of, you have that much ambition um, when you're that drunk and you decide, you know what sounds really great? Mowing a lawn. I'd be like, I want to eat. I want to take a nap. <laughs> yeah, mowing a lawn. He's been, and he's been arrested twice driving his lawnmower while intoxicated. Yeah, he did it again. So I kind of like that, though. I mean, as long as he's not hurting anyone, he's just like on a big old lawn. What is against the law, though? You can't operate while intoxicated. Well, yeah, because, I mean, he could run over, like, a kid or something. That wouldn't be good. Or, yeah, lose an arm or something. Yeah. Well, I mean, who cares if he, you know. If you you hurt yourself, then, you know, that's not against the law. Who cares? But if you hurt other people, then that's the problem. Hurt yourself all you want. Well, I mean, you know, there's no law against getting drunk and operating power tools in your own home. Right. That's true. Um, Now, who is... Kristen, since I heard it this morning, and I can't remember her name, but I know her last name. Is her name Prikana Chopra? Priyanka Chopra. Priyanka Chopra. Prikana? Yeah. Well, I don't know. Pri- oh, yeah, Priyanka sounds much better than Prikana. What's the difference? Prikana has the word prick in it. <laughs> well, that's true. Gorgeous. Did you see her at the Met Ball last night? Yeah, I watched the Met Ball last I night. I know them. You were at the Met Gala. I what's, totally, what's wrong with you? It was a Catholic you? theme. It was a Catholic theme. Or was should've Catholic? I should have been there. I should have watched it. Could yeah. Catholic it up. It was heavenly bodies. So, mm-hmm. so she is going to be at the wedding, apparently. Yes, yeah, she is good friends with Meghan Markle. Um, in if it, this was not a royal wedding, she probably would have been a bridesmaid. So she is a very good friend of Meghan. But Meghan is like, I'm not doing any sort of bridesmaid. They're maid of honor or anything else. So oh, that really? No one can, yeah, she will have no bridal party whatsoever. I'm telling but, you. On the other side, Prince William will be the best man. Two years max for that marriage. Interesting. They're both a pain in it the ass. Harry's a pain be, in the ass. She's a pain in the ass. It seems to be almost entirely predicated on like, look how, like, look at us, look at our marriage. It's different and weird. It's totally different. I'm a redhead. Mm. No, that's not it. I don't know. I, I I hope they live happily forever. That'd be wonderful if that's what happened. But it, they just seem way, way too needy to me. Any famous marriage is always yeah, a bad. Tough. And yeah. talk about coming from different worlds. Mm-hmm. Well, exactly. They're just coming from different cultures, different worlds. I mean, the 
uh, difference it can be way too great i mean it, it's yeah. it's hard to accept you know it happens but man i tell you that's a lot of work that goes into that a lot of people tolerance. tend to uh they tend to marry people who are the same level of attractiveness, same level of income from the same area, same religion, same everything. What happened to your mother then? Same uh, level of attractiveness. I'm not quite as pretty as your mother. I got to be honest with you. <laughs> well, hey, I'm sitting in the same boat here the with same, Lindsay. You know. You're in the same boat. But man, I. Yeah, women women are much more understanding than men as far as looks are concerned. Yeah. We like personality. Yeah, I think you're that's funny. right. If you're funny, I, I love that. I've dated like guys that I would be like, they're okay looking, but their personality made them so good yeah. looking to me because it was such a great quality to have. Well, now, how the hell did some whack job like R. Kelly fool all those girls then? Yes, because exactly. Money, power. Oh. It's the same way. Yeah, you know, it's true. interesting, too. If you ask a lot of young women who they would love to date singer-wise, a lot of them will say Chris Brown, and I always sit there and think, are you kidding me? <laughs> You want to go date someone who has a domestic violence record? Yeah, there's, a lot, think that. there's a lot of leeway uh, if there's a lot of money involved. Yeah, that is mm-hmm. true. A lot or of leeway power for money. or anything like that. So, you, you, so oh man, that's a, that's a damning uh, a statement for culture. So uh, a person will tolerate a huge amount of abuse, uh, oh, yeah. infidelity, and mm-hmm. uh, for just the money. Well, I mean... Uh, any of Donald Trump's wives. Seriously, and I'm not trying to just slam him but uh-huh. you know there is a long history there of infidelity with him you know what you're getting into when you marry him you know what you're getting into if you're going to go marry say a tiger woods yeah how many billionaires out there are like you know the most faithful good husbands in zero. the world yeah exactly <laughs> that would be zero well i mean bill gates he's a good guy it uh, seems to be yeah, but he also true. kind of stumbled into his money he didn't like well he uh, took someone else's idea didn't he yeah. Kind of, yeah. But his his stroke of genius was the idea of uh, licensing uh, the software yeah, rather than selling it. Right. Yeah. Whereas Donald Trump was born into the money. A lot of billionaires right. are born into Andy, their money. He just borrowed $14 million from his dad. It wasn't that much money. <laughs> <laughs> he tried to Can claim it was fourteen million. He, he tried to claim it was one million, and his dad goes, "No, nah, it was actually fourteen million. <laughs> Is his dad still alive? No, not anymore. I was gonna say, Jesus, no. he must be one hundred thirty. But when he was alive, he said, "Yeah, my son claims that he borrowed one million dollars. It was actually fourteen million. <laughs> Fred Trump. Well, that's died because his son 90? tells a lot of tall tales. Yeah, he <laughs> yeah. died at ninety-three in nineteen ninety-nine. Nineteen ninety-nine. He was ninety-three years old." And his real name fine. was wasn't his real name like Drump or Grump or something like that? Uh, Drump. But this no, this Drumpf. was a, that was like many generations previous. Oh, it was. Yeah, his dad, his dad was Frederick Christ Trump. <laughs> oh my, <laughs> a little pressure. Yeah. <laughs> so, well, how about Kristen? Kristen Virgin Burt. That's I mean, exactly my name. <laughs> see, I mean the Virgin Mary, the Virgin Kristen. Same story. Why do you only? Totally. Why do you have to go away already? This went too fast again. I hate it. But I will talk to you next. Week. Look, I, we look forward to it. Thank you. Thanks, Tom. Have Bye. A great day. Bye. Kristen Burt, ladies and gentlemen, we'll be right back. Tom Bernard Show.